This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum, the Scandinavian Tobacco Group, Lane Limited, and the CountrySquireOnline.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. Good evening. Hey, Bo. Good evening, dude. And good evening to you, sir. How are you doing tonight? You know, I'm doing good. It's been a, uh, it's been a Monday, which, uh, you know, <laughs> if, if the week were full of Mondays, right. then we would... Uh, be looking off uh, for bridges to jump off of regularly, but uh, but but you know it's been a it's been an okay Monday. Man, so you need a hug. You doing all right? <laughs> I, I might need a I might need a little pat on the forehead or something. You know, uh, yeah, uh, things are things are fine. Uh, yeah, it's good. It, we had beautiful weather here in uh, in Jackson this oh, week. Dude, so yeah, um, yeah, man, uh, the doors were open at the Squire. Uh, the pipe smoke was was thick and full, and uh, had a really nice breeze coming through the shop. So man, it was just fantastic. We had a really good. Really good time today, but uh, what's good. going on with you, man? Man, I've been fighting off the plague. You know, we've got these. Uh, two, you got the crud again? Yeah, you know, we got these two kids, and the youngest one is doing this thing where she will get she'll get all these diseases from school, and then right. she will she will turn them into snot, through which she will wipe all over her like hand, and then inject her hand into my mouth. <laughs> That's really disgusting. It's, I mean, I, I hope I hope that that was inappropriate and too much information because I'm just at that point now where it's like ah. All right, let's give our listeners a few minutes to to go vomit in the bushes, and right? Then we'll, right, right. Then they can come back and and listen to the show. <laughs> yeah. Man, no, this this has been a rough one for me. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know what's been going on, but uh, today in particular, uh, this weekend was rough, and then today in particular it hit hard. But well, man, I, with the house full of kiddos and all that, and uh, especially this time of year, you got a lot of allergies going on. Dude, man, I never get sick, and like I have been struggling this time of year. I really have uh, have had a had a difficult time this season. So had to take a little break on my pipe smoking for a couple days just to get yep. my sinuses back in order. But we're in uh, in full gear now, and uh, man, uh, as we as everyone knows, we got a tobacco talk tonight. We'll get to that in a minute. That's but good, uh, man. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, you know that's the frustrating thing about being sick is you can't you can't enjoy your pipe. I mean, some probably do. I just you know you, you got to well, give the internals a chance to kind of heal up. No, but and, even if I do smoke when I'm sick, I can't taste taste right yeah. <laughs> you know the flavors aren't what they what they're supposed to be so it's it's like everything's skewed so yeah. it, just the whole experience yeah I'm, I'm, I'm against it no more colds for anyone well man i'm i'm, I'm hoping for a, a great show man we've got some uh some fun stuff going on you know we mentioned last week we we officially announced it on the on the show but man, uh, we, did. we are going to chicago this year we're so is, excited dude yeah you know actually i was uh I, I realized you know there's a couple folks out in chicago that uh that you know i was just Thinking the other day, like, man, when am I going to be out in Chicago? I was like, oh, yeah, I know what I'm going to be out in Chicago. I'm going to be out there for the <laughs> Chicago Pipe Show. soon, baby. Yeah. Man, all right. So this is going to be really great. So if you it's happen exciting. to go to the Chicago Pipe Show, we're definitely going to do some sort of meetup. We're looking forward to uh, doing something of that nature. It's actually been really great to see a couple people uh, tweet in, mention on Facebook. Yeah. Also on the YouTube channel, just saying, like, looking forward to meeting you in Chicago. And so we're really looking forward uh, to connecting with you. And, you know, I, I, I mentioned it last week, and we will definitely have some sort of uh, you know, we, we've, we talked about possibly even doing something like a live broadcast from the actual show or something of that nature, you know, more details to come as we get closer yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, um, one way or the other, be sure to stay tuned and, and we'll have that information to you as it becomes available. Uh, now right now we are entering into the month of March, 
which you that's know, right. You've already mentioned it's uh, it's it's a fun time in terms of diseases and sickness and all that kind of wonderful <laughs> thing. Uh, but we do what an up- uplifting beginning to the show. Well, but I'll, I'll flip it around, man. It's also a time for uh, for planting and preparing, right? That's this true. Is, if, yeah. if if you're of the gardening mindset, this would be the time that you're starting to plant your seeds. I know that yeah. you've you've kind of been into your your garden. I, you in know, the past. I, I dabble. I'm more of a landscaper guy, though. So right. I, I'm I you know. It, it, not fruits and vegetables more like I love flowering plants and shrubs and things like that. I kind of get into that's one thing that when I was a kid, dad and I really did a lot of that together. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. really a lot of fun for me. But um, yeah. Are you planting a tomatoes? You got all that well, kind of stuff you know, going? We did it last year. And, and so we, uh, well, we've done it for the last couple of years now to think of it. Actually, I remember coming back to the house one night drunkenly. It's a show when you're like, dude, come back here and check out these tomatoes. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, I think I do. Kind of. <laughs> I think I do. Yeah. Well, yeah, you've got this really cool setup in Bellhaven that we live in this historic neighborhood right, in, right, right. in Jackson, Mississippi. And so, um, you know, our yards are really small and the lots are all cut up all weird like they were in 1930. It's just not a suburban type neighborhood. But your house is kind of on this hill and you've got this really cool garden. It's like built up surrounded by picket fences and and it's just i don't know it's really cool but you you were very proud of it and maybe uh not particularly coherent that night well yeah <laughs> last year was a rough year because we had the heat which killed off almost everything yeah so drought too. this year we've got it you know we, we put the seeds in the ground this weekend and as i was doing i was actually thinking back to when we did our, our pipe culture episode on on recreation and just yeah. how we got so yeah. many uh great feedback from that and one of the things that that was kind of a common thread is that there's a lot of pipe smoking gardeners yeah so. man I, I know when i'm working in the yard i'm that way I, i've recently pulled out my yard pipe again because i've been dabbling back in the yard just trying to get it geared up for for spring and my yard pipe is a kamoi um and it, it's a straight billiard kamoi most people like to work with a bent pipe but i'm just a straight pipe smoker you know uh, in general of course i'm sitting here smoking a curved dunhill right now but yeah you know it, it's it's you know I, I prefer straight pipe and so um man just been pulling the kamoi out and it is so seasoned with that sweet delicious orlet golden slice <laughs> and so uh yeah just you know you can just smell it and it's uh it's been real pleasant to get back in the yard and uh, bust that thing out yeah well to to all of you out there who are farming and gardening and getting your seeds in the ground if you're puffing your pipe uh, while you're doing it we definitely salute you uh you know pipe culture in general last week we did have our uh, our pipe culture episode on hipsters it was a lot of fun i gotta tell you man that that time. episode rushed to the top of the download <laughs> did it, was, it really man it was a yeah, uh it yeah. is a very very uh popular topic um and it's it's great to kind of continually see the discussion going on for that particular one and, well and i think folks that went into it maybe a little skeptical kind of uh yeah found some found some enjoyment out of it and some redeeming parts i think and uh you know as as you know we've mentioned just ad infinitum you know we like to you know just find these common threads and kind of pull at them a little bit and see where they go and uh yeah i think we had a lot of fun i you know i thought it was interesting how everybody was so skeptical about how we would approach that you know i, I think it probably came from mostly newer listeners and older listeners yeah. I, I would imagine uh, someone who's been with us for about a year probably kind of can know what knows what to expect. I think we, my man bun is what won him over. Or maybe uh, last week it was a top knot. With, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know. I mean, I think it's maybe in spite of that one way or the other. But sure. <laughs> absolutely. I'm sure it played a part. People still come in and love us. It's right. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> Regardless. That's why we're a podcast first. Right. But. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the YouTube is really the place we, we recommend you to check, check out our YouTube channel, but only if you want to torture yourself to see. Right. The actual. You know, right. 
craziness. Yeah, but is. fall in love with us first, and then, uh, <laughs> right. and then yeah, that's good. And then view us. Right? That's good. Actually, right. we were doing a Periscope before we even went live tonight, and uh, you. That's you mentioned... why I was hiding back in the bathroom. Yeah, like, I saw that. That's great. <laughs> but you'd mentioned somebody mentioned uh, through the Periscope. That's the first time they'd ever seen my face through it without the without uh, this uh, filter in front of it. Filter right? In front of yeah, it. That's pretty funny. <laughs> But, uh, man, we, we got a great topic to talk about tonight, of course. We yeah. are reopening our, uh, our, our, uh, coverage, our series. Yeah. Tobacco talk. Tobacco talk, man, which is always a lot of fun. It kind of bring, gives us an opportunity to, uh, bring it back home, go back to the nuts and bolts of pipe smoking while we're here. And, um, yeah, so I, I picked out a couple interesting blends I thought we'd try tonight. And, oh, yeah. Uh, one of, one of which I'm smoking right now. Um, we talk, of course, if you're a, Long-time listener of the show or, a, you know, a fan of kind of what we do here around the Squire. Uh, we love McClelland. McClelland mm-hmm. is just one of our uh, regular go-to blends. And, you know, it, it's, uh, or, you know, tobacco companies. We we love the people at McClelland. Like I've mentioned before, you call these folks. They're so kind. And, you know, when you um, when you get them on the phone to order tobacco, if you're a retailer like me, the, the president of the company is literally the person that picks up the phone. That's so cool. They're just good people. Yeah. yeah. And so... Uh, we love them a lot. They make um, uh, just a really high-quality product. But um, anyway, uh, got an interesting um, McClelland here tonight. We've got their Pebble Cut. Uh, now, Pebble, Pebble Cut, Cut, it's an interesting tobacco. When you when you think of Pebble Cut, Bo, what do you what do you envision when you open this tin? So I'm thinking of like this Pebbles cereal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, yeah, kind of like kind of like a uh, Cocoa Puffs or right, something, right, 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 something right. like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of weird. I, you know, the Pebble Cut is uh, it's an interesting name for this. They actually. Uh, what they did a few years ago, I guess back in, I think it was 2010, uh, McClelland revived a bunch of the old Ashton blends that they used to blend for Ashton. Uh, and Pebble Cut huh. was one of those blends. And, uh, that, so they revived them. There's another one called, uh, I believe it's, uh, Celebrated Sovereign. I think Old Dog is one of those as well, which Old Dog is, of course, a huge seller. We sell tons of that. Now, when you shop. say they revived, um, what do you? Yeah, so th- these are blends that uh, were kind of a classic line for the Ashton Tobacco Company. They blended for Ashton, McClellan did, and then they were kind of phased out. But by popular demand, they brought them back um, and, and it just revived them. But now McClellan gotcha. is selling them directly instead of through Ashton. So, gotcha. Okay, um, great. Yeah. So, yeah, we um, and, you know, those other ones that we mentioned. And then uh, Pebble Cut is one of those. Uh, this is a really cool-looking tin. Uh, you know, you look at it, and it's got this kind of – aquamarine glitter bedazzled I, kind of thing yeah i don't i don't know if cool look i mean it's a unique look yeah no it's a unique look it's it's great until you know you you try to read the back and, and something about how the um dark on dark. The, the black writing with the uh glittery uh bedazzled label uh almost makes you have a seizure <laughs> it's really, <laughs> it's, really, it's really difficult to read right, right uh, and right. and it's funny you read online a lot of reviews are about this tobacco and everyone's like man i i really like it but i i don't know what's in it because i can't read the label can you read that all right we can't read anyway you but. know now hang on now <laughs> I, I got 2020 vision oh and they've got kind of the uh, uh Ital- italics going on here that, that's right i mean they're like Nope, not even going to try. Uh, no, no, there's not no, there's no, I think try. I, I think I found the word Perique maybe buried in there somewhere. Yeah, I see Perique. Maybe, Louisiana Perique. Yeah, and maybe a couple of other. Sliced uh, red. Smurfs? Uh, Smurfs? 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 Right. <laughs> Here's the thing. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's, it's McClellan's <laughs> secret blend. Like they, they're saying like, look, we, we, look, the, the secret ingredients are right here. They're right there. Yeah. It actually could be, they could have taken a uh, page out of like J.R.R. Tolkien's thing right. and made their own language just right. for this, just for this tobacco. 
Yeah, interesting choice. You're right. Because, I mean, there is something about the bedazzled look to the 10. I, I can't believe I just said that word. Uh, that, that does make it stand out. Um, and, yeah. and even just the, the actual, you know, the logo to it as well with the, the, the big bold pebble cut that's right there on the front. Yeah. Premium pipe tobacco blend on, on either side. I mean, layout great. And, and, you know, it does catch your attention. Yeah. Not, ne- you know, not necessarily my favorite, uh, overall, uh, wrapping paper, well, you just, shall we you say? You just don't, you just don't strike me as the bedazzled kind of person. No, no, no. It's right. definitely more of your <laughs> alley. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's so You're kind in your of top you. Oh, uh, look at that. Uh, moving right along. This yeah. is Pebble Cut, uh, from McClelland and <laughs> busted open, a, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, let me, uh, describe it first and then we'll let you smell it. Uh, so, and I've been smoking it today. It's a delicious tobacco. And, uh, actually someone gave me this tin, uh, because it was a little too strong for them. And I, I huh. thought that was interesting because it is a medium, uh, to full bodied smoke, I would say, but it's one of those that, uh, the strength isn't overpowering. I, I you know, I don't think it's, Particularly strength of the strong, vitamin N or just the taste? Uh, the, the vitamin N. Gotcha. Yeah. The taste, I think, is typical kind of Virginia, uh, maybe a little Perique, but the, the emphasis is really on the Virginias here. So you've got, uh, what, what McClellan describes it as is a Carolina and Virginia blend. Uh, it's got Orientals and Perique, but it, it's, it's good because the Orientals are kind of in the background on this. You know, I love, I love these nuances in pipe tobacco. We, uh, you know, try to do this a lot at the Squire where, you know, one of our blends will feature a, a leaf, but then there'll be this other leaf kind of sneaking up behind that just kind of provides a supporting role, you know, and the, the Orientals are definitely in that supporting role here. But as a, um, you know, tobacco, I think it, it accomplishes just a lot of nuance really well. So here, let me let you, let me let you smell that. Give that a shot. Well, I got to make, make mention. <laughs> right. It's, right. So, so two things. One is not pebbled. So, it, it, so it is definitely not, not, not actually. You, you the, open uh, the can and it, there are no cocoa pebbles. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, it's almost, um, gosh, a trope at this point when you bust open uh, a tin of McClellan, you get yeah. that, you know, it's the, the it's, it's the ketchup. What do you, th- what do you expect? You it's know, like, it's, yeah, vinegar, baby. That, that's, that's what it is. So, but, the, the, but this, but the, the, the weird thing is typically, at least in my experience, when I bust right. open a tin of McClellan, you get that first. Right. On this, you get it on the back end. Okay. I could see that. You get more kind of a darker, smoky. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, the, those medium to darker Virginias that are in there. I think that gives it kind of a rich flavor, uh, which is really nice. And of course, like you mentioned, it, this is a ready rub tobacco. So, you know, anything from McClelland, I, I, I'm pretty sure McClelland does not do any, uh, true pure flake. They take all their flakes and then, oh, uh, and then break them apart. Yeah. yeah. So you know how, uh, our friends at, you know, some of the other tobacco companies, you, you buy it and it's a sheet flake and yeah. a little square tin. And, uh, McClellan doesn't really do that. They're, they're big on breaking their flakes apart. And, uh, one thing that allows you to do is just kind of get to the tobacco easier. Um, as far as, you know, it's, it's kind of ready, ready for your pipe already. You know, um, if, if you're, you know, if you're into that, <laughs> it's ready rub. It, it is. It's ready rub. Um, so yeah, uh, medium to full. Bodied, the, um, you know, strength is, you know, relatively full. Uh, you know, it, I don't think it's overpowering. It's certainly not just a perique bomb or anything like that. So it's not something that, that'll knock you, knock you out. But, um, it, the Orientals are there, but I think they're way in the background. So if you're a Virginia smoker and you just like a real clean, um, rich Virginia blend, something that focuses more on some of the darker leaves, uh, I think you'll enjoy this a lot. Real easy to keep lit. Um, and, uh, just a real nice, clean flavor. It seems very different from, again, anything that I've, I've picked up from, or, you know, McClellan in the past, but yeah, uh, again, yeah. and it just, I don't, 
you're so good at defining the flavors. You know, you're like, you know, there's a hint of oatmeal in it or something like that. <laughs> uh, but like, what is that? Because it tastes like Noxzema or whatever. <laughs> what is that darker smoke? Like, like almost like a charred. Well, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Or might it might sound like a crazy person? Well, you are crazy. Okay. Well. Insane, actually. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, that you pick up a lot of these different, uh, flavors in here. Of course, this does have some Orientals in there. So you'll have kind of a woody aspect Maybe to it. Maybe that's what I'm picking up. Well, but then also, you know, of course, this doesn't have a smoked element to it, like, uh, you know, dark fired burley or a Latakia. But what it does have, uh, is, is some darker Virginias. And I, I if I'm correct, I think they actually put some stove Virginia in here, okay. which is basically a, a, I mean, it's it's cooking Virginia's on essentially a stove. They put it on the sheet that gets real hot, and uh, it, the the leaves almost caramelize mm. as far as their te- their uh, characteristics go. So, um, not don't think caramel, think caramelize. So, like a caramelized onion or something, something sure, yeah, that yeah. Uh, is you know just kind of starts to cook in its own sugars and and gets real rich and uh, you know kind of it just changes the characteristics of gotcha. it quite a bit. All so, right, fair enough. Uh, McClellan uses a lot of that in their blends, and of course I. You know, personally, I just don't think any company nails Virginia is better than uh, better than our friends there. Right so, on, man. Yep, that's good, a great. Good. So Pebble, so, Pebble Cut, Pebble Cut from our friends at McClellan's uh, Ashton Revival Series Tobacco. Um, next, we have from actual Ashton uh, now uh, is uh, the Ashton Winding Road. Uh, this is interesting. A lot of folks, you know, Ashton. A lot of folks don't give Ashton and Peterson tobaccos a lot of. Uh, a lot of props, I think. And, it, you know, and maybe some of that's deserved, but like they've got some really good blends, uh, that, you know, are part of that family. Of course, Ashton, uh, Ashton USA, which does Ashton cigars and they also, uh, distribute, uh, San Cristobal and, uh, La Roma de Cuba and some other cigar brands, but they are the American distributors for Peterson. Okay. Right. So whenever you're getting a Peterson pipe and you're in America, you're in America, you're, Getting that pipe through the Ashton Company, right, okay? right, right. Does that make sense? So I think that was the first thing I ever learned about the tobacco industry. When we right, were yeah, starting out. yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, we had a you know really awesome Peterson trunk show here. That's right. And that's uh, right. you know, I, I remember you got we to interact with Ashton. some Ash, the Ashton reps, right, and they're right. the they're also the Peterson reps. So uh, anyway, the the Peterson and Ashton tobaccos, of course, are sold. Uh, if you're listening, you can you know imagine just one of the kind of gold uh, colored flat tins that kind of the coin i always call them like a coin tin yeah kind of a classic um, look yeah classic look and so it's one of those it's got uh you know the ashton and peterson tobaccos are packaged almost identically the ashton tobaccos have kind of a just a real clean uh matte finish on their labels and it just looks real real nice this is a winding road and it says a mellow mixture designed to bridge the gap between aromatic and English style blends comprised of golden and dark brown Virginia with the sprinkling of black Cavendish. This excellent blend bears a natural fragrance accompanied by subtle notes of caramel and apricot. So, Man. Uh, yeah, there's a lot going on with this. This sounds you, like a very different uh, gear change. From kinda, we yeah, kind, kind of a different gear, but I, I'm going to let you smell it and give me your first impressions here. Of course, this has been smoked a little bit, so got to. All right, we got a basket of fruit right here. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? You can really pick up on those apricots, especially. Well, and and what's fascinating, so, you know, the way they're describing this is a mellow mixture designed to bridge the gap between aromatic and English-style blends. 
All right. So when you hear that, you would think, okay, well, if this is a, you know, I always like to call them a hybrid blend, something that is in between the two. Um, and typically when I think of hybrid blends, or other people might call them like an English aromatic. And what really? a lot of times, well, well, hold your horses. Cause a lot, <laughs> okay. a lot of times what that means is that it's got aromatic, maybe case tobaccos, but then also, uh, you know, there, there's a, noticeable note of Latakia in there as well. Okay, sure, sure. And, and so with with this tobacco, even though they're saying on here it's between aromatic and English style, um, there is no hint of Latakia in this tobacco at all. So I, I think what they're saying between English style and aromatic is just like this is a it's a it's a slightly cased or maybe topped tobacco that's got uh, just a real natural flavor to it. So if you're a non-aromatic smoker, maybe that enjoys English-style blends, um, you'll just pick up a lot of, um, just a lot of natural flavor here that will probably be pleasing to you. The apricots and some of the fruit is is forward, but it's certainly not overwhelming at all. And I, I really enjoy the smoke. It's a good, uh, it is, you know, I, one of those good kind of gateway blends, maybe to pushing you more towards a non-aromatic tobacco um, if if what you're used to is just nothing but aromatic, it does seem kind of wild, man. Because the tin note is yeah, very fruity. It is, yeah, it uh, really it, is. This is to the uh, to the untrained nose. They might pick up uh, a lot of raisins. The, mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know how we love those raisin flavored tobaccos here at the Country Squire. Oh man, I was so proud of myself when I smelled it. I was like, I don't even smell raisins. I don't even smell raisins. Then afterwards, I thought, man, I smell some raisins. Did, have we mentioned that enough? <laughs> Do people know the running joke of this? Like people come in and I, you know, I pull one of the tins, the jars down here behind me and. You know, if it's not a not a regular pipe smoker that mm. really understands this, they they just all smell like raisins, and it's like well, there there is no raisin flavored tobacco. No, but there's an element. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Hunting Creek here behind us and rename it, uh, you know, California raisins. No, no. and people be like, oh, it's amazing. There is a dried <laughs> fruit element that people are more familiar with because well, they had... like plum or something. But well, like, sure, oh, I but mean, they they haven't had dried plums before, and well, so the closest thing they've had is raisins. And so it it not everyone has your palate, John Day. <laughs> I, no, I'm just saying like that. We we don't have a raisin flavored tobacco. No, okay, I'm going to no. change subject. I'm going to move on here. But <laughs> um, this is a the Winding Road is a uh, ribbon cut tobacco. Of course, you look at it; it's a lot of light colored leaves with some of the uh, darker leaves, which are probably uh, black Cavendish that have been flavored with some of the the apricot uh, and things like that. But um, real easy to keep lit. Uh, one thing I like about this tobacco: a lot of the Peterson tobaccos are a little dry when you open the can. Uh, the tin, but the winding road, uh, man, it's just got the real, just got a real nice moisture content. And I was able to really enjoy mm. this just right out of the, uh, right out of the gate, um, with, with this. So some people might actually want to let it dry a little bit before they smoke it, but I was actually to, um, able to enjoy this right out of the gate. It's got a real pleasant room note. Uh, not one of those that's like sweet that, I mean, you're going to smell this and not think like, oh, fruit bowl or anything like that. <laughs> right. It's going to be like, you know, just a nice, pleasant tobacco flavor. Um, and, uh, you know, it's mild to medium body blend. So, uh, yeah, I was really liking this. If you want to try, uh, you know, just a, just a real easy to find tobacco that I think would be a um, good everyday kind of smoke, the winding road from Ashton is a, is a good fit. It's really nice. You mentioned kind of the classic look and style of the, uh, the overall 10. And, uh, as I'm looking at the imagery underneath the, the wording here and kind of the green area, you got a, a, yeah. a guy walking down a winding road and, uh, holding a fishing pole and three fish that he has caught. So, so we know that's not you. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but really cool. I wanted to ask you too. I mean, Ashton, yeah. you know, if, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, the, the crown is pretty standard. Yeah. That's, but is the pipe standard? Uh, Talk, on, on of the course, bottom, about the design of the, uh, no, I, you know, I think, uh, 
I think maybe on their tins it is, but mm. that's not a part of the typical Ashton logo. Okay. You know? yeah. If you buy an Ashton cigar, which again, you know, I, I know some of our uh, listeners are into uh, cigars as well as pipe tobacco. I, you know, I smoke both. I'm certainly a, a pipe guy, but, um, you know, I smoke plenty of cigars and Ashton is just one of the premier names in the cigar where we have carried uh, VSGs and Ashton cabinets and, of course, the classic and Maduro lines, uh, for years here at the Squire. And they're just, they're, they're just, they're just top notch. I mean, you're always going to get a consistent, uh, premium smoke out of an Ashton cigar. So that crown is kind of their hallmark. And, um, you know, if you're a cigar guy, you'll immediately recognize it. Right. Right on. Yep. Well, hey, if you're listening live right now and, uh, and you've tried either of these tobaccos, you want to put in your two cents, go on to Twitter, tweet yeah. in, and we'll, we'll share some of those during listener feedback. Yeah. And if you're in the neighborhood of the Squire, anytime in the next week, we'll have these, uh, here at the shop available for you. Yeah. So swing on by and, uh, have a bowl on us. Get, get a little free sample, man. Yep. That's it. Hey, look, it's good to get a little free sample. It's also good to get a big free sample when Ooh, you're able like to. Those. Like, uh, packing up a large bowl, maybe even a MacArthur style bowl. Man, and that's like a big bowl. Look, for the last 10, uh, this will make 10 episodes that uh, we've had Missouri Meerschaum as a sponsor. Yeah, and we, yeah. we've gone through a lot of different, talked about a lot of different pipe shapes and a lot of different custom looks they've got. Man, we, today we're talking about the MacArthur as the sponsored pipe for this episode. Yeah. Now, if you don't know, What's wrong with you? How, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. Now, we, we've actually, back in the day, we actually did a, an episode on General MacArthur and his corncob pipe, his legendary, uh, iconic even corncob pipe. That's right. How would you define this uh, pipe? Uh, it, it, large enough to be a, a boat anchor. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, so it's just a big pipe. Yeah. It's, it, it is a corncob. Yeah. So you think about, you know, if you, if you're not, uh, you know, if you're listening, you can kind of visualize a, a full cob, essentially. Uh, and, you know, typically on these uh, Missouri Meerschaum corn cob or MacArthur's, they'll have the shank kind of entering into the bowl about midway. About midway. Um, and and the, the bowl is, you know, essentially half, if not maybe a little more of the cob. It's a, it's a huge, very generous bowl. And it's talk about something that's going to make a statement like General MacArthur, of course, was, uh, you know, one of the, you know, most pivotal leaders of the, you know, World War II kind of uh, resistance in the uh you know pacific theater and like man he was just all about ego and like what better way to you know highlight your ego than just a just a <laughs> sweet big old corncob pipe and man he rocked it and uh and you can do you can do that today also yeah in fact actually if you've got him a uh general macarthur if you've got a macarthur pipe from uh from missouri meerschaum man rock it this week take a picture send that yeah. picture in if you don't have one it's one that you're going to want to add to your collection you need to put it in your collection it's an iconic pipe yeah. i mean it is you know, you, you, we talk about corn cob pipes and there's kind of what you, what you think of in the corn cob pipes. I'm talking about a pipe that's actually a freaking corn cob. Right. Like, you know it's, I mean? it's a cob. Yeah. It's the whole thing. <laughs> so check it out. Of course, you can find that from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. We'll have a picture of it up as part of the show notes for this episode. And like I said, take selfies of it, send them in through the Twitter. We'll retweet those out this week. Absolutely. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pipe question of the week. Pipe Question of the Week this week is brought to us by Orlick Dark Strong Kentucky. Man, that stuff is so good. Yes, sir. Robust flavor. You've got the, um, obviously, the dark-fired Kentucky Burley in there that gives it a nice uh, smokiness and strength, but uh, it's paired real nicely with the uh, Virginias that just make it a nice, sweet tobacco and uh, something that you'll want to turn to quite often. You know, one of the things I love about our friends at STG sponsoring the show is that, you know, this week was tobacco talk, but, you know, I feel like every week has like a little miniature tobacco talk talking yeah. about some of these different blends they've yeah. got. And uh, yeah, Orlick Dark Strong Kentucky, what a great blend. And uh, yeah, you know, it's interesting. We we've, we'd like talking about some little factoids and some little things that uh, we'd like to kind of share out there. There is kind of a uniqueness to the uh, DSK in terms of just kind of the look when you first crack and open that. Uh, and there's oh, yeah. A distinct look. And so you want to want to make sure if you've got some, take take uh, take your 10 of DSK this week. Yeah. How about, how about take a selfie with your DSK? Can we take selfies with uh, with pipe tobacco? We Of course you can. I, I do it regularly. We you should know, that's do that. Probably part of the reason that people think I need to be committed. They're actually, you know, now that I think about it, <laughs> there is a funny selfie of you holding up tobacco like it's like this precious prize thing. Do you My know what talking about my precious i know exactly right it's good well get your precious dark strong (laughs) kentucky this week take a selfie with it and smoke it let us know what you think we we, uh we love getting your feedback as well all right man pipe question written in from jay who asks if i buy a tin and don't open it will the tobacco still age as if i did open it um put it in a glass jar and then in my cellar or is it necessary to break the seal first what an interesting question. You know, this, this is, um, this is interesting. I've never really thought about this, but, you know, obviously someone that, you know, maybe hasn't aged a lot of tobacco in the past. And, uh, and Jay, thanks for writing this in. This is, this is great. Like, um, you know, I, I want to sell her tobacco. I want to get into aging tobacco, but, um, you know, do I just buy the can and just stick it on a shelf somewhere or do I actually have to do something to it to kind of help the process? And, um, yeah, great. What a great question. I think in most cases, the packaging that it comes in is just fine. Uh, just think about, you know, uh, it's already kind of in there as you would like it. So just continue to keep it, keep it how it is, put it on the shelf. You know, I'm real OCD. So I want to put like a, you know, the date that I bought it on there just so I kind of know how old it is. And then just, uh, you know, take that tin of tobacco and just put it back somewhere. Um, you know, we talk about cellaring our tobacco and everyone's like, Oh, my cellar has this and my cellar has that. My cellar is a cardboard top of a, banker's box like <laughs> like surrounded i think it's right next to maybe the dog food or something i don't know but like no, it's just no you know like right. no but i mean it's just all like you know i mean it's just it, it's not like some fancy thing that i open up the basement and then walk down into my Dude, to, mahogany 
you know, lined staircase. Yeah, to be fair, that's your quote unquote home seller. Your actual seller is standing right behind. Okay, us. well, yeah, I <laughs> Not do. Everybody has an actual I, tobacco shop. I, I, I do have an advantage being a <laughs> right, tobacconist. But, exactly. Uh, what do I feel like having today? Oh, I'll just have this fleur de lis that I just mixed up two minutes ago. Right, exactly. Um, right. So, yeah, but you know, typically in most cases, I think you know, buy your buy your tin of tobacco, uh, put it back. Now, a couple things I'll mention on, on this. Um, if you buy. Uh, a, a, a private blend from a shop like the Country Squire, uh, you'll want to take that blend and if your if your goal is cellaring it, take it out of the bag and put it in its own jar. Okay, um, it's not you know it, the bag is gonna you know it's a nice bag that we ship our tobaccos out in. Other tobacconists do too, but you'll want to take it out of the bag, put it in its own mason jar or some type of jar like that, and and try to get a jar that's as close to the volume of tobacco. As you can. So if you got a two ounce bag of tobacco, try to find the right style jar that's about the same volume. Um, uh, what's, uh, keep in mind, you don't want to take, a lot of folks are like, oh, I'll just take all these little bags that I ordered and put them in one big jar. Don't do that because then all your, you know, tobaccos will start to bleed into each other. Each yeah, tobacco yeah. needs its own jar. Yeah. Um, the, the, the one exception on cellaring tins that I'll say, um, you know, it, as as beautiful as, and as convenient as some of these coin style tins are, the the metal style, the, the metal style yeah. coin tins that uh, you know are kind of a flat gold color with a nice label on it. Um, a lot of these tins are notorious for just over time unsealing, and, and so you know you might find a a tin that's been unsealed. You even open them up and they've rusted inside. Well, right, it's like a that. different sealing process for these where it they've is. kind of been bent in as opposed to the ones that actually have more of the plastic tops. Where yeah, they are plastic top airtight. and there's actually like a like a tab that you pull, you know, it's really airtight. Yeah. So, um, and of course these are airtight, you know, too for the most part, but they've, you know, they, they're just, they're just worse about resealing. So if it's a tobacco that you want to keep for a long time and, and you're really intent on cellaring it, you know, for, you know, at least a year more than that, um, I, on, on tins like that, that have the, the coin style tin, I would take it out of the, out of the tin and put it in a jar. Uh, I, I would do that. I've seen some people just sorely disappointed, uh, because they, you know, cellared a tin like that, opened it up two, three years later, and, uh, man, it had already, uh, kind of busted at the seam and, you know, it's even rust on the inside or mold or just weird stuff like that. Um, you know, so just, just kind of a, kind of an option there uh, you know tobaccos that come in a tin like this are not inferior tobacco some of the best tobaccos on earth you know come in a tin like that but just for whatever reason i, I find it you know more uh reassuring to put it in a jar once you get it so i think that would be my only um you know kind of caveat to all this the exception to the rule the exception to the rule but you know on, on a on a mcclelland or a cornell and deal or uh you know a tin that kind of has that uh, just a taller a uh, plastic top with a pull tab, man, you're you're good to go. Just stick it on the shelf and uh, let her ride. Well, great question, Jay. You know, Jay yeah. actually sent in a couple of different pipe questions. Yeah. And I, I thought, I was like, well, we could do it all in one or we'll spread them out a bit. So uh, so he's got some great questions that we'll be uh, peppering through through the coming episodes. But uh, yeah, man, excellent question. And hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, send it in, CSR at com. Quick, Quick fire with the squire. All right, man. Quick fire questions. Bring it. All right. So, Steve, uh, this is his final round of questions that he sent us. Okay. This is uh, the theme this week is about wonders of the world. 
And I'm going to let you. This is good. Yeah, you want me to to tackle it tonight? Okay. Wonders of the World from Steve uh, in Madison, Wisconsin. All right, ready? Pyramids of Giza or Chichen Itza? Um, So, do you know what the Chichen Itza is? I I have seen pictures of Chichen Itza before. It's like the square pyramid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it's either either, um, Central America or Mexico, if if I'm not mistaken. It's that style of pyramid. Right. Right. You know, I, I've always wanted to see the pyramids. Okay. Uh, and so I'm going to have to go with those. Okay. Uh, yeah, me too. I'd probably go with the Giza pyramids, but I'd like to see both. You know, my grandmother actually was... In, uh, did she help build the she, Giza well, pyramids? <laughs> right. Uh, no, no. She actually she did archaeological digs back in the day, and so she's actually... Wow, that's to, really to cool. Egypt. I know. Yeah. Um, she... She had she had kind of a, a crazy Indiana Jones style life for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> so it's it's really bizarre to hear that from like your grandmother. It's like well, you, <laughs> that crazy. But anyway, that's awesome. Yeah, pyramids. Okay, uh, Machu Picchu or Stonehenge? Stonehenge, absolutely Stonehenge. Yeah, it, it's it's really iconic. I've actually been to Machu Picchu before. Have you really? I, it was really cool. I in college I went on a on a mission trip uh, with this ministry called RUF. I was a part of and. Uh, we went to went to South America and actually got the chance to go to Machu Picchu. I think before I would have gone there, I would have said Stonehenge before Machu Picchu. Sure. But seeing Machu Picchu in in person, this is a you know ruin of a civilization, and and this ruin on top of this gigantic mountain. And when I say ruin, I'm talking like I mean it was a city. I mean, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. This was a this was a you know the the epicenter of a civilization and it went undiscovered if i'm remembering correctly it went undiscovered for several centuries and then just some uh i can't remember if it was an american guy or british guy but he was uh, kind of going through the woods up in these mountains up there and just stumbled across some stone and that's crazy you know as he started digging like just rediscovered this gigantic uh you know epicenter of uh, you know, Incan civilization. It's really amazing. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna have to go with Machu Picchu. All right. Fair okay. enough. Uh, Nazca lines or the Taj Mahal? Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Probably the Taj Mahal. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm going for the classic. I feel like I'm going for the classic picks here. No, that's good. Yeah. That's good. I, I'd probably have to say the Taj Mahal. I think something about the Nazca lines are, uh, interesting to me as if like, you know, because they're so epic on a scale size, you almost, it is one of those things that make you wonder, like, did, did humans have help doing that? Right. Like, right, were, right. like did, did, were there little green men that came and pitched in on that one? Aliens. I'm just, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm going to have to go with Taj Mahal. Though. All right. Yeah. Roman Coliseum or Petra? So I actually did get a chance to see the Coliseum when we went to Italy. Yeah. Um, however, I was never, but one thing that we never got a chance to do is actually go through the tours on the inside of the Coliseum. Yeah. Um, and so I still have that on my bucket list is to actually go inside the Coliseum. To actually, yeah. So yeah, that's, I de- yeah. that's a definite. I, I'm actually not sure what Petra is. I, I don't, I don't know what Petra is. So I'm going to go with the Roman Coliseum. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, Coliseum, uh, next one, the Great Wall of China or Christ the Redeemer. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Christ the Redeemer, uh, refers to a church. Uh, isn't that the statue in Argentina? Oh, I bet that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I, that's I, right. I think you're probably right. Yeah, I bet that's it. So the the big statue in uh, is it Argentina or Brazil? One it's the, Brazil. Yeah, it's Brazil. It's in uh, yeah. one of the big cities down there. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I said Argentina, our live studio audience started looking at their phones like that's not right. right maybe it is, <laughs> but I, I I I'm not exactly sure. I know it's in South America. Right, right. So, right. Uh, so which one, though? Um, Great Wall or Christ the Redeemer? You know, I don't know why, but I kind of want to like run along the Great Wall. 
Like I know I can't like run the entire. I would rather I would rather go lunting on the grape wall. Grape, <laughs> the grape wall. Did you hear that? The grape wall, which right. is l- lunting, of course, is uh, the the. I was thinking lunging. The act the act of smoking your pipe while uh, strolling. Is that a so thing? That's a thing. That that's a thing. Yeah, so that so awesome. I I would prefer to go lunting uh, along the great wall. Very good. Um. Yeah. I I don't know the great wall, man. It's like. It's ancient, like yeah. so, so old. I, I think I'd have to have to go that route. Man, these are some good questions. Yeah, these are great. I kind of feel like booking some tickets now. <laughs> you know, you know, we're going on the road to Chicago. Maybe we should take it uh, around to some of these uh, wonders of the world. I'm just trying to say, like, you know, on the way, there's like, uh, you know, St. Louis. You got the arch, the the arch, you know, in in St. Louis, and then you know, somewhere I don't know if that qualifies as a wonder of the world. But yeah, I, you know, it's impressive <laughs> though. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, it's better than in Jackson. We've got you know, like. LaFleur's Bluff State Park. You hey, know, so. we've got the Washington Monument that's secretly just covering up a giant cell phone tower. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It's so original. Yeah. Oh, man. So these were such, Good such questions. great questions, yeah. Steve. And hey, you know, this was the last of uh, the, the bunch. So if you've got some quick fire questions, go ahead and send them over. CSR at Pottery.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Loving some of these tweets, uh, you know, some folks that want to obviously hang out in Chicago. We've got uh, confirmation that the uh, Christ the Redeemer is in Brazil. Um, My bad. And uh, let's see, the Petra, if you'll give me a minute, looks like a ruin. It's a Christian uh, rock praise band back in the 90s. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, and, of course, Hoctor the Love Doctor says that uh, Ewan Reese is a wonder of the world, and it, of course, is one of the uh, oldest tobacconists in the United States in Chicago. Wow. So, uh, well, that, that, that could be part of it, too. Yeah. Some good product placement. I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then Lunting, absolutely. Is what is, uh, what's Beardcore put, put, putting out there on the yeah, tweet? Yeah, Petra is in Jordan. Oh, um, is that the, is that the place where the, it's where the, the Holy Grail was, right? That was the Holy Grail? <laughs> From Indiana Jones. Okay, gotcha. We're right, pro- great. I, I'm, I'm sure we're offending some historian out there, but <laughs> I'm sure we're offending all historians. No, pro- out there. probably you're right. <laughs> I, I just know Petra was the place in Jackson we had a while back that uh, you could go smoke your hookah in while eating like you know, you know, e- eating the little. Uh, leaf dolma things and what did you find john david I, now if john david had any knowledge of indiana jones he would respond with illumination but he doesn't so but i didn't <laughs> i'll do it for you but i know i ate some hummus at petra one time man we got some great <laughs> listener feedback in also this week on youtube man go ahead and read what pastor pipes had to say i'm not cultured at all i'm sorry but <laughs> uh pastor pipes on youtube he says oh wow holy smokes bo you did it you didn't mention the dark side or anything in relation to it well done I think you need to win a prize. JD, can you please reward him with making his desired SW blend? Star Wars. Star Wars blend now. Uh, you know what, Pastor, uh, Pipes, I think, I think that may be a go. Yeah? Yeah. Sweet. Well done. All right. Congratulations, Bo. Uh, hey, man. It was, uh, it was tough. But hey, that I, was, uh, that was difficult. <laughs> I made it. I made it. <laughs> we got the next one up is, uh, iTunes review comes in from Joe who says, uh, love this. Just discovered the podcast from a YouTube video. Uh, the whiskey pairing episode, to be precise. Lots of good information on that one. And now, good excuse to pick up some new tobaccos and whiskeys. 
I can't wait to check out the rest of the shows. Thanks, man, Joe. Thank you so much for that uh, that feedback. Hope that you uh, have have listened uh, to some of the other shows and have even caught up right now. So that's awesome. Absolutely, always good excuses to uh, pick up new tobaccos and whiskeys. Man, uh, last one we've got comes from uh, Richard Eunice, and he says, "JD and the gang at Country Squire, I feel compelled to send you a note to tell you that I am really enjoying your fine tobaccos. As a new customer, found out about you from JD's interview interview with Brian Levine on the Pipes Magazine radio show." Yay! Um, which is awesome. So he says, so far I've tried Rivendell, Parsons Blend, Cherokee, Chesapeake, Second Breakfast, Seersucker, and Hunting Creek. Uh, none of these are raisin blends, actually, just to, just to remind you all. Um, that <laughs> they are all fantastic, smooth, mellow, and flavorful. It's hard to pick my favorite, probably Rivendell, because I like the nuttiness mm. of the blend. Uh, that is until I tried Hunting Creek over the weekend. Wow, what an exquisite blend. I prefer aromatics over Virginia's and English blends, but Hunting Creek hits the mark for me. Uh, I'm not a huge Latakia fan, but this blend was just the right amount to give it some flavor in the background. It's a really nice, complex bowl. Well done. I was stunned when I fired up a bowl. I'll be a lifelong customer. Really enjoyed Country Squire Radio 2. By the way, JD, I enjoyed the tip on bringing dried out tobacco back to life. My Orlick Golden Slice was saved by the orange peel. Uh, awesome tip. Also, I can't say enough about Nearup Pipes. We love Nearup Pipes. Uh, a lot of pipe for the money. I'm planning a trip down to Austin, Texas in May. Uh, maybe I'll swing by the Squire on my way. All the best, Rich Eunice. Man. man. Awesome, dude. Thanks for that, uh, man, real generous uh, feedback on our tobaccos and uh, and everything. We're glad you're enjoying the podcast. And, uh, dude, we've got a lot of friends in Austin, Texas. Yeah, I was so about to say. When you get down there, yeah, when you get down there, be sure to link up with our, you know, our friends there. Um, man, just got a real real vibrant pipe pipe scene in Austin. So, man, that's great. Thanks yeah. for your feedback, brother. Absolutely. Look, we love getting this feedback from you. Emails, comments, tweets, all that great stuff. You know, we've already mentioned several live uh, tweets that we've gotten in through the show. And, of course, we love for those of you who are able to tune in live to tune in live. You, of course, can watch at CountrySquireRadio.com. It occurs every single Monday night at 6.30 Central. That's 4.30 Pacific, 8, 7.30 Eastern. Uh, and, again, you can find that at CountrySquireRadio.com. And you can tweet into the show. You can tweet us at Squire Radio or tweet us personally. You can follow me at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire. Don't forget to also buy your tickets to Chicago. Man, that's right. Because we will be there. It's coming up, baby. Yeah. So do that. Buy, here's what you're going to do. Right now, you're going to buy your tickets to Chicago. If you haven't gotten a chance to write us a review on iTunes, go write us a review on iTunes. If you're listening on an Android device, we encourage you to check us out through Satchel. If you're enjoying the podcast on Satchel, you can even send us a few dollars to uh, show your love, support, and help us keep the lights on. Ow! It's always a nice thing. Uh, man, so thank y'all so much for tuning in. Man, John David, tobacco talk. It was good. It, it felt right, man. It just I, felt right. I always it's like you springtime, know, man, or almost, you know. We try, we try to do a tobacco talk every about six or seven episodes just because, yeah. you know, when you come, when you come to a pipe podcast about pipes and pipe tobacco, you expect for some tobacco talk. Absolutely. And, uh, it's, it's, it's one that we love going to. Next week in particular, we'll be doing a Squire Select. Oh man, I always yes. look forward to those for a variety of reasons. Well, you know, it's funny because <laughs> I feel like maybe this is about the fourth time we've done this. It might have been fifth time in a row where we've done kind of a back to back where we do tobacco yeah. talk followed directly right after a Squire Select, and I think they go so well. So. Our listeners get a lot out of it, but but we really Oh, we love it. <laughs> that's, that's the best part. All right, man. Well, hey, let's go have a night. See you, brother. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit Pottery.com.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right. I, did I did I mention one time that we we had a MacArthur uh, pipe here in the shop not too long ago, and I, I was I was digging around the shop. Of course, you know our shop has been here since nineteen seventy. Wait, was and, this like part of the archives or was this for sale? Uh, no, it was for, it was for sale. Okay. This was not too long ago, but uh, yeah, we you know so I was digging around the shop and uh, we had a MacArthur for sale, but I, I found a a ebonite or vulcanite um, Nording church warden stem. Uh, so think about like a, it was okay. probably a 10 inch, you know, church warden stem, an ebonite stem from, uh, from Nording. And, uh, if, you know, for some reason in an old pipe shop like this, you just find random stuff there. Maybe the bowl was broken like 30 years ago. I mean, there's no telling where the stem came from, but, but I, I, I just happened to, as I was holding the stem, just happened to be walking across the case that, that had the MacArthur pipe. Uh huh. And, and I was like, I wonder. No, you didn't. And I took the, I took the Missouri Meersham, uh, uh, stem off the MacArthur uh-huh. and the Nording Churchwarden stem fit perfectly. Dude. And so you had, like, you went from already an epic pipe, that right. was this, this, you know, MacArthur style, uh, corncob pipe and you, and then add about nine or 10 inches to it. <laughs> MacArthur the Grey. Yeah, exactly. Right. I just, I felt like it was like, it, it was, you know, it just belonged in, in Middle Earth. It was fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it was really great. Uh, yeah. If you, if you have a, a Churchwarden pipe lying around, and and just want to get, just want to get a little experimental, get a little crazy. Uh, get get you one of those MacArthur pipes and, and just just <laughs> see if it fits. It, it'll be it'll be worth your while. I promise. That's awesome. 